really diving deep into the business side of things, we realized we really couldn't protect our name. You just have to figure out, well, here's you know point A, this is where we're at currently, and here's point B, where you wanna be. So now what do you have to do from there? Well, let's figure out what the middle Welcome to the Small Business Never Sleeps podcast. Every week, you'll not only hear from like-minded small business leaders, glean from their journeys, and gain practical advice from our network of trusted advisors, but you'll also hear from marketplace professionals with specific industry focus. Why walk alone when you are the backbone of the American economy? Join your hosts, John Slusser and Nathan Maud, and discover more ways to make your business more efficient and recoup your time. You can find more resources at www.indianasba.com. And now, welcome to the Small Business Never Sleeps podcast. Welcome back to Small Business Never Sleeps. My name is John Slusser, and this is Nathan Maud, and we're the co-founders of the Indiana Small Business Association and your host of Small Business Never Sleeps. Yes, thank you for tuning in. Today is episode number eight, and we couldn't be more excited. Small Business Never Sleeps is geared specifically for that small business owner as those who represent small business. And in today's episode, we have a very special guest, Jared Bisco, co-owner of Myriad Health and Fitness and co-founder of the Drink Culture Podcast. You got it. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm really excited to chat with you. Yeah, Jared, thanks for thanks for joining us today, and let's dive into the conversation. Yes, let's 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 dive in. So, Jared, I've had the pleasure of getting to know you. Uh, it's been a great experience getting uh, to know you, learning about you, and understanding you know kind of your journey. But for those that don't know you, for our audience, can you just give them a little uh, rundown of who you are? Yeah, I'll try to keep this brief. Uh, put me on a clock now. Uh, so, my name is Jared Bisco. I am the co-owner of Myriad Health and Fitness. Uh, I'm originally from Maryville, Indiana, so born in the region. Uh, grew up playing soccer my entire life and just into health and fitness and sports. And I was very fortunate to get a college uh, soccer scholarship back in 2003 that brought me down to Indianapolis. And I grew up my entire life. Um, I shouldn't say hating, but disliking Indianapolis because it was always the region versus Indianapolis. Like it was always, Indianapolis always had everything, the state championships, the titles, the sports. And I was in Northwest Indiana. So like I was a Bulls fan, a Bears fan, a Cubs fan. And uh, when I got a scholarship to play college soccer at uh, IUPUI here in downtown Indianapolis, uh, four of us from the same high school team actually got scholarships to come down as we made a state championship two years in a row. And uh, here I am reliving my glory days of mm-hmm. high school. But it brought me down here <laughs> at IPUI, and uh, that's when I fell in love with the city of Indianapolis. So I played soccer from 2003 to 2007, uh, and then graduated, moved to Chicago in 2008, and then did the corporate world for a year or two. And then actually, something that people don't know about me, I actually worked for PlayStation 3 for oh two, two years. So I tra- traveled the country with a semi-truck and did experiential marketing um, at different air shows and things. And uh, MLB all-star game, the X games, and just, uh, it was, it was an amazing experience. And then eventually kick it back to 2010, 2011. Uh, my best friend and I, we've known each other since we were six years old, wanted to start a business and, uh, CrossFit was the thing he was into at that time. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, what we started thinking about. And we were going to start a CrossFit gym, uh, somewhere in the country. We actually thought about going to the Virgin islands. Wow. No. Uh, I found myself living in St. Croix for six months back Gosh. in 2000 and, uh, January, 2011 to May, 2011. That seems I was, rough. Yeah. I was, <laughs> I was, I was doing a reverse <laughs> retirement at that point in time. Uh, but eventually moved back to the city of Chicago and, uh, that's when we decided to start a CrossFit gym. And then it was from that point trying to search out and figure out where we were going to do that. And that's a, a journey in its own right. So, oh, wow. That's awesome. 
Well, I'm particularly particularly excited to learn about that story. So you mind just kind of sharing that story, like chronological order um, and how you started in the world of fitness? Yeah, totally. So um, as I'd mentioned, you know, played soccer my entire life and, you know, really in high school is when fitness became a really big thing. Uh, our uh, track coach at that time at Maryville High School was a former uh, All-American pole vaulter back at Purdue way back in the day. And he's just really... This is where like my discipline uh, of who I am today really was instilled was was with that group and also my my uh, uh, that was, his name was Coach Jay and my soccer coach at the time was Coach Brian Pass and the, between the two of those they were amazing mentors and role models to have in high school mm-hmm. and I always look back as back at that as like the catalyst of what really kind of started my my commitment my my work ethic I guess you would say. Um, so having that, uh, allowed us to have a really good soccer team in high school, which then mm-hmm. gave us the opportunity to have, you know, a college scholarship. Um, and then what coming out of college is one of those things where I really still enjoyed fitness, but you kind of, you, you lose it, you mm-hmm. lose track when you jump into the, the business world and the careers and trying to make your name. And then, uh, once, uh, my, my best friend, Peter Brazovan found CrossFit, he introduced me to it and started kicking my butt. I was actually um, training for triathlons in 2011. Uh, and he came down to St. Croix where I was living and crushed me in a bunch of workouts. And that's kind of, that was for me, the precipice of like, well, I've been training for triathlons. I should be in much better shape. What's going on here. And, uh, so then that's when I came back, uh, to the States, we actually, we were both living in Chicago. I moved back to to the U S at that time or mainland, I should say. And we decided to jump into uh, fitness as a career, which was, uh, a little scary because it's not, I've always thought about starting my own business had to be a commodity, had to be a product, mm-hmm. had to be something. I didn't realize that starting your own business could be a service. It could be doing something for someone else. And it was, as long as they're willing to pay you, mm-hmm. it's, it's a business. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's one thing that you and I can relate on and that's soccer. I played soccer my entire life as well. I think our uh, our colleges had maybe a little rivalry mm-hmm. going on. You were, you know, IU of the South, and I was IU of the North, and um, great times though. And I can I can certainly appreciate another IPFW fan. versus IUPUI was always always circled on our calendar hey, every year. You know, go Dons! All, all, that's a selfish <laughs> plug. But uh, hey, so let's let's get kind of into the the world of business now, right? So. You, you started out in, in corporate America, you, you moved to Chicago, you started your business, you know, you, you kind of mentioned, mentioned why fitness was important to you, but you know, that was 10 years ago, 11 years ago. Why is it still important to you today? Yeah. So I'm a huge fan of trying to unlock the potential in, in every person I meet. Um, everyone can optimize their lives to make them as efficient as possible, to make themselves as happy as they possibly can be. And I get frustrated when people have excuses. Um, We all have things going on in our lives. Mm -hmm. We all have, um, you know, problems and obstacles, but it's comes down to that work ethic, that commitment, how, how bad do you truly want something? And that's really what I enjoy about still doing this 10 years later with Myriad Health and Fitness um, is the fact that we can challenge people on their daily habits and whether they want to lose weight, whether they want to, you know, try to run, um, you know, have a fitness goal of some sort, whether it's running a marathon or they just want to lift a certain amount of weight, like everyone can do that. You just have to figure out, well, here's, you know, point A, this is where we're at currently. And here's point B where you want to be. What does success look like? 
So now what do you have to do from there? Well, let's figure out what, what you know, the middle ground is going to be between point A and point B. Okay. We figure out what the middle ground is. Well, that's going to be our first major goal. Okay. Well, then let's figure out what's between the middle point and point A. So you just kind of keep mm-hmm. building that progression back further and further, further, because every goal can essentially be achieved. You just need to have that roadmap to get to that goal. And that goes in, in life, that goes in fitness, that goes in business. Mm-hmm. And that's really something that, like having that progression in my brain has helped me tremendously over the last, I'd say five, six, seven years to kind of figure out how to get to where I want to be with yeah. different things. That makes so much more sense when you take this huge goal yeah. and you break it down into achievable incremental steps that you can just really focus on and, and dive into. But you you mentioned that it, it was a CrossFit gym in the beginning, right? So, Correct, yeah. So how is it? How, how did you guys get into Myriad? Where Where does Myriad yeah. Health and Fitness come that's, from? That's that's a great question. It's actually the first time we just rebranded uh, in Memorial Day here in 2021. So that's the first time I've been asked that. Okay. So Sweet. yeah. Uh, so October 2011 is when we officially opened up as CrossFit Naptown, and so that was um, downtown 609 North Delaware, right behind the Riley Towers, right there on Delaware North Avenue. And, uh, we opened up in October 8th, 2011. I'll never forget it. Grand opening. And, um, we started as CrossFit Naptown and we're solely focused and diehard, like a CrossFit gym. Mm-hmm. And then I think after about two to three years, we started to really kind of see the writing on the wall in the sense that CrossFit was starting to get its, a name for itself where people were either diehard, kind of like cultish fitness mm-hmm. people. And we realized quickly that that's not who we were and who we wanted to be. And we wanted to help the general public. We want to help everyone. Like one, our mission, our vision is to make Indianapolis a top 10 healthy fit city in the entire country. That's going to take 10, 15, 20, 30, mm-hmm. 40 plus years. But like, that's our vision to get to that point. Um, so the only way we can do that is by helping everybody. And that's all community stakeholders. That's all citizens. That's anyone and everyone who lives in the city of Indianapolis. So we quickly realized that CrossFit was kind of pigeonholing ourselves into just one program, one type of fitness. We wanted to be more broad from that. And then at that time, uh, Peter, my business partner, his wife uh, started doing yoga classes for us at CrossFit Naptown. And then that slowly started to become bigger and bigger and bigger to where we started looking for a, a space specifically for a yoga studio. And then we actually found one, but we found a space that's 11,000 square feet and uh, you don't need 11,000 square feet for a yoga studio. So we're like, okay, well, what else do we do with that? So that's when we created our, uh, what we called Swift, Sweat with Indy for Time. Um, and what that became was a 45-minute boot camp class. So this was able, this was our solution to helping the masses, helping more people. It's, a, it's much less intimidating. It's a quicker class. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit more affordable. Um, so people were able to get into that. So that, that's probably around 2014-ish is when we had Swift, Sweat with Indy for Time. Our yoga studio became a separate yoga studio of practice into yoga. And then we had CrossFit Naptown. So we had these three core programs, and that's when we decided to build a parent company called Naptown Fitness and Naptown Fitness housed all three of those programs. And then eventually we had a Naptown Barbell Club. We ended up having Naptown Kids, Naptown Nutrition, um, even a Naptown Longevity class, which is still here, which is 50 50 years and older for individuals um, to work out in a similar group together. And then after nine years of having Naptown Fitness, we, uh, you know, d- really diving deep into the business side of things, we realized we really couldn't protect our name because Naptown was, 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 wasn't like, it was too geographically specific to the city of Indianapolis. There wasn't, other people can use that name. And we started running into the issue where 
you know, like Naptown BJJ was a Brazilian jiu-jitsu or mm-hmm. is a Brazilian jiu-jitsu studio downtown. And, but that's not associated with us at all. And we started actually having two, three, four, five different people coming through our doors thinking we were them. And so, you know, that rebrand started to make more and more sense. Um, and that's just one of like 10 reasons why mm-hmm. we rebranded, but that that's where it started to really make sense. So we, uh, uh, engaged with a local design firm called Kodo Designs here. And uh, we we're really excited to do so. I've been wanting to do this for about three or four years. And we finally pulled the trigger, trigger last July because during the middle of pandemic, yep. pandemic, what else do you have to do right. than rebrand your entire company? <laughs> so, and we knew it was going to be like a year long, year long process, probably nine months or so, which, and that's exactly what it turned out to be. It was about nine months. Um, and yeah, so May 31st of this year, we rebranded to Myriad Health and Fitness and uh, couldn't be more excited about it. Yeah. Why, why the name Myriad? Yeah. So um, a lot of different uh, pieces to that puzzle is you are, believe it or not, there's not many names left on mm-hmm. in, in the internet uh, these days for, for any type of business. And so we had to go through, probably we presented about 70 different names and from there chose like, you know, 10 mm-hmm. or 20. And then from the 20, we had to choose 10 and 10 down to five. And Myriad kept coming back to us because it speaks to the countless um, solutions that we have as a business. Mm -hmm. So we are, we are more than just CrossFit. And that's one thing, one statement we want to make is we offer eight different core programs now. And within those eight programs, we can help you solve a myriad of solutions as well. And then it really laid into the, uh, the the third layer of that is also, um, the, 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 diverse backgrounds of individuals within our membership and our staff and our community um, is also the myriad of the different backgrounds that we have within our community as well. So that word just kept coming back to us. And there's also a little bit of play with it with, you know, M Y R I A D the M Y can be my fitness, my strength, my, my yoga. So there's a lot of um, marketing, um, uh, uh, you know, that we could use within that realm as well. So it's stuck, stuck well. Hey, I love it for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so has being a business owner, cause I know you came from the corporate world, um, for a few years, but has being a business owner changed your perspective on how you view business? Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, it's so weird because when, so I started off in 2010 or no, 2008, sorry, I moved to Chicago and worked for a logistics firm mm-hmm. in Chicago. So I did inside sales, sitting behind a counter, wearing a headset, yep. making 80 cold calls a day and <laughs> quickly learned like the one thing I don't want to do is make 80 cold calls in a day. Yep. So the best part about going out there into the corporate world is finding out what you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the cool part about being a business owner is you get to figure out what you do want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the cool, like the best pieces to that and where I'm starting to get myself more and more and more is uh, doing an energy audit. An energy audit essentially being like, what are the things I love doing? Write them down on the left side saying I love them. And then what are the things I hate doing? Mm-hmm. Well, I loathe those. Like, yeah, sure. As a business owner, there's a lot of things you're going to have to do. You don't like doing, but eventually as a business owner, the idea is hire people around you who are better than you mm-hmm. at the things you don't like doing. And then start putting all the time and effort into the things you love doing. Mm-hmm. So like my life right now is like, I'm really trying to get to a point where I'm a hundred percent in this space of doing all the creative fun. Like I'm in the best mood ever and just crushing all my likes and loves mm-hmm. and then staying away from all my loathes and either passing those off to other people, other employees, or just, just not doing them. There you go. So <laughs> let me, let me ask you, are those things you like, you love that kind of fills you up? 
Um, Correct. What are some of those things that you become fulfilled by? Yeah. So I, I love this. Mm-hmm. I, I love uh, my Thursdays. Now I'm really trying to build into uh, having uh, available only for like relationship building and okay. coffees and lunches mm-hmm. and really meeting people in the community because that build that gives me energy is meeting with people, talking with people. Um, also like being in a creative space, being able to build out different projects and different like marketing things right now. One of the things we're doing that I really, I, I've thoroughly enjoyed is we're borrowing from, um, of a Vogue, you know, mm-hmm. the Vogue, yep. Vogue has a 73 question series that they ask, you know, famous actresses, actresses and actors and ask them like 73 rapid fire questions on a video. And then they produce it, send it out. And what I'm doing now is I'm building that out with our staff. So all 33 staff members I'm working on, I've gotten through three thus far. And it's a project where now I'm doing a rapid fire with all of our staff members so mm-hmm. I can learn about them, but we're also re- recording that on zoom. And then we're sharing that on our newsletters. We're sharing that on Instagram. Awesome. We're putting that on a YouTube page. So now our members mm-hmm. and then our other staff members can learn about those people too, because I think we live in a society all too often where it's like you get to meet people on a very, um, you know, basic level, mm-hmm. you never really get to dive deep. So this is an opportunity for us to dive a little bit deeper to learn things like, you know, well, I just found out one of our yogis speaks Spanish and I never knew he spoke Spanish. And I'm like, I'm trying to learn Spanish yeah. right now. I wish I would have known that. Cause like, right. I could be trying to speak Spanish mm-hmm. with you. So, um, things of that nature, uh, awesome. but being creative is, is really where I like to put a lot of my energy when I have the time. That's those awesome. are, those are such huge takeaways for small mm-hmm. business owners to dive into the likes, the loves versus the things that they just don't like that they just have to do. It's a, a daily responsibility that they could find somebody better for. It would create so much efficiency and more fulfillment within their business. So those are some huge takeaways. Thanks for sharing. And on that note, you know, I'm always inspired by fulfillment. It sounds like you're incredibly fulfilled and happy, and but I can't imagine that things have always been easy for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, and I'm sure that feeling of success is just a driving force of, of keeping you moving. But I would like to think that you would agree that we find our, our greatest leaps of growth through adversity. So on that note, here on Small Business Never Sleeps, like we support small business owners who are trying to uh, find themselves, who find themselves in some adversity and they're looking for some ways to overcome. Can you share an obstacle or a struggle that uh, you had to deal with, that you had to overcome and, and find the other side? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to try to stay away from the uh, pandemic answer because yeah. I feel like that's a, <laughs> that's a go-to. Um, so, I mean, there's obstacles every single day, right? I mean, just the other day, our gym started flooding because we had that flash flood that mm-hmm. was coming through. And I was in the middle of doing my own workout. And I'm a big fan of like, literally in the middle of doing my own training session. And I just start seeing water pouring into our 11,000 square foot building downtown because oh the way the parking lot just, mm-hmm. you know, angles right into our building. And so right then and there, I just walked into the staff room as I say, Hey, emergency, boom, everyone up, let's get up. We got to go and do some work. So everyone like dropped the middle where they were grabbed as many towels, as many mops as we possibly could and, and mopped up because guess what? Our noon class was starting in seven minutes mm-hmm. and it was right there in that exact space that that was all happening. So that's, you know, a quick day to day obstacle that continues to happen as a business owner being 10, 10 years in that I'm still finding myself in on a daily basis, like operationally uh, finding myself there. Um, another one that I, I, I come back to often was, um, you know, I said, I wasn't going to talk about the pandemic and here I am talking about it, but our, we had a second, <laughs> we, we forgive you. It's we, a reality. We had a second location in South Broad Ripple at 5255 Winthrop, um, right by the speakeasy, the leader house over there. And we acquired that location and back in 2015, August of 2015. And, um, 
it's been a great neighborhood addition as a mm-hmm. gym for us, a second space for us. And it's the reason I say neighborhoods cause it's tucked back off college Avenue. So unless you know to go back that way, it's kind of hard to see it off the main roads. Um, but unfortunately in COVID, we started to see a decrease of memberships, people canceling, people pausing, which completely understand. Um, a lot of people were put in different financial situations that they couldn't get out of and um, no fault there, but we got to a point where we just could not, break even on that space anymore. So we, you know, after having that location for five years, we end up having to let go of that location and closing it down, which, um, is to me, I, I feel like I failed. Right. And like, it was such a hard decision between myself and, and Peter, my business partner, as well as our leadership team, our executive leadership team. But at the end of the day, we realized like we can't help more people um, if we just continue to hang on to something for our own ego, for our Mm -hmm, own pride, because we, you know, we feel like we can still make this work. Right. Um, it was a very, very, very difficult conversation, very, very difficult decision to make, but we ended up making it and it ended up, you know, for us right now, it's allowed us to keep our business afloat. And I know you'd mentioned earlier, you know, surviving the pandemic is something that, you know, a lot of business owners are are proud of and can Mm -hmm. like stick their, stick their head up and say, I was able to do that. And that was one of those decisions we didn't want to have to make, but we, we did make, and it was the right one to do financially for our business to, to make it all the way through to where we are today. Yeah. That's, that's the one thing I love about small business owners. Mm -hmm. They have to hustle and grind and they're forced into some difficult decisions. And I always love asking the question about some obstacles or some struggles that they've had to deal with because it never just ends at the obstacle Mm -hmm. or, or the the struggle or the failure failure. They're always looking for the solution to move forward. And it sounds like you did the same thing, which turns that obstacle into a success. I was going to say a lot of times that obstacle is a success. So I'll ask the more fun question. (laughs) Um, what does, what's one success story that keeps you moving or how does success motivate you to go even further? Yeah. So I'm a huge fan of, and I kind of mentioned this earlier with that, that roadmap, that path, mm-hmm. you know, like I love starting uh, my brain or like any kind of journey or any kind of project of like, what does success look like? Like if we we're going to do this, like what exactly are we trying to achieve? Um, and, you know, for us as a, as a business, as a whole, I think it's Building the downtown compound we currently have has been a, a massive success for us in a sense. And when I say downtown compounds, so we have 11,000 square foot building for our strength and fitness, which mm-hmm. is our CrossFit space. And then we have a uh, myofit who actually subleases off us there. They do some myofascial tissue therapy, some pre-injury prevention there. And then we have two other buildings just South of us. That's 914, 916. That's where our myriad boot camp is and our myriad yoga is. So within our space, we have about 17,000 square feet within this area of downtown on 10th and Capitol. And so we have people who can come park their cars at four o'clock, take a CrossFit class, you know, until four to five, then go take a yoga class from five thirty to six thirty. Mm-hmm. So we have people that legitimately hang out in our spaces for, you know, 10, 12, maybe 15 hours a week, just getting their fitness on. And it's just really, really cool to meet those people and see those people. Um, and it happens on a weekly basis. And it's That's just awesome. like knowing where we started, which was literally training people on the canal mm-hmm. with zero equipment or the equipment we can fit in the back of Peter's car. Like that's where we started off. And then we eventually opened a location that had one or two members to now we have three buildings that are servicing, you know, 500, um, people within downtown Indianapolis. It's pretty cool to kind of be able to say that we've been able to, to, to create that. Yeah, absolutely. That that's an awesome success story. Um, so being a successful business owner, um, you have to be mentally tough. What are some of the things, um, that it takes to possess that mindset and how do you personally stay locked into the everyday grind? This is a struggle. So, um, (laughs) I'm laughing right now because I have, 
if you've ever, uh, I'm trying to think of the name of the book right now, I'm missing it. Um, but they call it the monkey mind and the monkey okay. mind is essentially when you get one thing in your head and all of a sudden this, and it's an usually a negative thing and all of a sudden it becomes more negative. And then before you know it, like your actions become negative, your words become negative, you become negative and all of a sudden you're like, am I depressed right now? Yeah. Like what's going on? And like, we all go through that as human beings. And it's like the, the struggle, and this is where like talking about optimizing yourself is trying to figure out, well, like when the monkey mind hits you, how do you get yourself out of that? Mm -hmm. How do you get yourself away from that? And that's what I'm like, actually at this very moment, like in my life, in the space I'm in, I'm trying to figure out myself because I find myself in this area quite often with the different mm -hmm. projects I have going on. Cause I have the gym, I have some commercial real estate, I have residential real estate, I have a lot of different pieces to the puzzle. And it depends on what time of day it is. I'm wearing a different hat. Mm -hmm. So now I have to figure out like, okay, like get that out of my head. So mental toughness is, is huge right now. What I do for it. Um, I really dove in deep into uh, breathing techniques. Okay. Uh, so focusing on my breath, there's actually a book out there called breath by James Nestor that I highly recommend to people. Um, I've gone so far as to, I'm really focusing on nasal breathing. I'm actually personally working on a goal right now to run a sub five minute mile. I've been working on it since October. Wow. I know, right. It's pretty wild. <laughs> how, I've, close, I've, how close I've, are you getting? I ran a 525 in April of this year as, as a test. And mm. I just ran an 800 last Tuesday at 226. So like if I could just do that two times in yeah, a right. row, <laughs> You're good. I can get there. But so it's going to be, I, and I don't have a set date. I want to do this. I just always mm -hmm. want to do this in my life. And I figure I'm getting older. I'm 36, turned 37 in two weeks. So I'm just like, I need to go through Time's some running goal. Yeah, pretty quickly. <laughs> but I've learned about nasal breathing and nasal breathing is essentially oxygenating your, oxygenating your blood mm -hmm. and making, it's almost like NOS, like you do, like have for your car. Mm. Um, so like focusing on how to nasal breathe be better and uh, doing that while you're running, which puts you in a panic attack state as well mm -hmm. when you're doing that, if you're not used to it. Um, but I'm such a nerd on things and my wife will, will laugh at me all the time because I'm always, I'm that person that dives headfirst into everything yep. and just try to learn everything I can mm -hmm. about it. So I've actually bought uh, oops, strips that I put on my mouth and I like breathe through my nose only um, when I try to sleep at night. Oh, wow. really? Yeah. And it's, it's <laughs> That's pretty real deal. Gotcha. Well, hey, uh, as we come up to, to a close here, you know, this, the, the name of this podcast is Small Business Never Sleeps. It's a salute to that small business owner who grinds 24-7, 365. The hustle never stops. What does small business never sleeps mean to you? Exactly what it says. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> no, I'm sure you've probably heard that same answer before, but no, I truly feel like, um, and, and my wife will say the same thing, my friends, my family. Uh, I think the hardest part to it is the fact that like it, my brain never shuts off. Like mm -hmm. it is very, very, very challenging. I don't care if I'm traveling to, you know, France with my family, like I take my computer with, and I don't care if it's, you know, I'm going on a lake trip and I'm two weeks of doing nothing. Guess what? I'm going to end up mm -hmm. opening up my computer and doing something work related because that's just who I am. Like it's my, you know, my business itself is my first child, but even more so than the business is just like being better every single day and learning something new every single day is core to who I am. Mm -hmm. Um, and that involves, you know, being focused on that. So to the concept of like, it never sleeps, like I'm always trying to learn, listen, podcast, talk, read, whatever it is. So I can become better for myself, for my family, for my coworkers, for my employees, um, and for my community. Yeah, that that's great. And that leads right into our, our final question here. And that is, you know, there's a lot of small business owners and entrepreneurs who tune in. What are a couple pieces of, of, of advice that you would give to that small business owner or the aspiring entrepreneur? Yeah, I would say, especially as a small business owner, like you are going to do all the work in the beginning. Like that's the whole point of it all. Mm -hmm. Like you're the person who has to learn. You're the janitor. You're the ones cleaning the floor. You're doing everything in the beginning. 
But as you start to grow that business, you need to start to learn how to climb that value ladder. And so you start to hire people who can take care of some of the other details, some of the other tasks. So then you can start doing higher level work. Mm-hmm. And that's something that took me five, six, seven years to figure out where it's like, we wouldn't hire a cleaner because we're like, well, I'm not going to pay someone $10 an hour because I can do that work. Right. And then over time, you finally realize when you have kids, when you have a family, when you have you know a partner, whatever the case may be, like you want to spend time. And that's where that I think the biggest piece that I'm trying to get here is like, you want to buy yourself time. You want to create more time for yourself so you can live in the world of your loves and not your loads. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that's where we want to be or should be. So I think that's super important. Um, and the second thing I would say is surround yourself with people that are better than you and be okay with that. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's a, a certain level of leadership you need to get to where you're okay with taking an apprentice and making them a master above whatever skill level you are. And that's where I'm at with some of our staff members right now too, where I want them to be better leaders than I am so they can run a successful business and, and do what they want to do in their lives. Yeah, those are great points. And thank you for sharing with us. This is a conversation that I'm sure that could stretch on for hours, but it's uh, we're at our time, so we're going we're gonna to close it down. Well, Jerry, thank you so much for taking the time to join us on Small Business Never Sleeps. I enjoy getting to know you better and gathering a clear understanding of you and your story and how you can help a small business thrive or a resident of Indianapolis, Indianapolis thrive. Yeah, we appreciate all the insight you shared today. And for our listeners out there, you mind sharing where they could get more information about your company? Yeah, so you can uh, find us on Instagram, Facebook at Myriad Fit. Um, so it's at, and then M Y R I A D F I T. And that's on Instagram and Facebook. Um, you can find us at myriadfit.com. Um, all of our old brands of practice into yoga, Naptown Swift, all of that is underneath myriad health and fitness now. So, um, if you search that, you can find us. Awesome. And, uh, any last words, Jared? No, I just really appreciate, uh, the two of you having me and, you know, small business truly does never sleep. And it's really cool that you guys are, uh, using this platform to share the stories of those who are, uh, I wouldn't say living the struggle, but living the dream of small business. <laughs> there, you there, it is. there you go. Well, great. Thank you very much, Jared. This is the small business never sleeps podcast. You can find us on LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, and all your other favorite podcast platforms like Spotify, iTunes, Google, and Stitcher. And next time, Nathan and I will spend some time walking through the journey of a small business owner's path toward success. Don't forget to keep on grinding because small business never sleeps. You've been listening to the Small Business Never Sleeps podcast. If you are a small business owner who's interested in unlocking the potential of your business and would benefit from a network of other small business owners, then head on over to www.indianasba.com and learn how the Indiana Small Business Association can help you today. Don't forget to subscribe to the Small Business Never Sleeps podcast. While you're there, take a few moments to leave a review. And don't forget to keep grinding because small business never sleeps.